my guy. Hey, John, my guy. What's hey, happening? Mike, it's been a minute. I gotta start off with we're at the coldest of takes, Mike. We are here for the cold takes. And I'm a John J. Pat on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, where can the people find us? Please tell us. That's right, John. We are here for the Coles It Takes. This is another new episode of the Coles It Takes podcast brought to you by Anchor, available wherever podcasts can be heard. That's John at John J. Pat, and I'm your other yes. host, Mike, at ST underscore Katzer on Twitter. Uh, definitely check us out. Listen to the l- listen to the pod. Subscribe to the pod. And with that being said, John, let's get right into it tonight. A lot of big topics, but John, I, I think you had something uh, to uh, lighten the mood to get the ball rolling here. So it's funny you say to get the ball rolling because I, Mike, was actually hit very hard sitting down in the nuts by a dog this week that my uh, girlfriend was training, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a pit bull. And had a like an absolutely you know Hulk smash on it. Like didn't mean to. Was trying to jump on my lap, but you know caught me in the wrong way. Right? Okay. Yeah, I got you. Fo- follow me here. So everybody knows that getting hit in the nuts is you know inherently hilarious. Inher- uh, yeah, it's hilarious, yeah. but also one of the worst. I'm like jackass. It's yeah. like it's one of the most. It's one of the things where every male in the room can. Uh, you know, yes. feel, you know, identify with you. We're we're all 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 males are united at that point when they see somebody get hit in the nuts. And Mike, it's also still very funny. That's very, the thing. I know funny. it hurts, but it's funny. So this one hurt a little bit more, right? Yeah. So I had to go. Uh, you know, check it out. We got it going. Um, you know, and you know, we're we're uh, you know we're icing. We're hurt, not injured, Mike. But what I will tell you this is that happened about a week ago and today I actually hit a goal at my work despite pain in my absolute nuts uh, <laughs> to to get it done and um it was an 11 month making goal and I just wanted I to put it. it out I put wanted to put it out to the people you know like you, even when your nuts are hurt guys you can you can get a goal you can get it done and just work for it. I want to put that positivity out there, Mike. So, Heck yeah, John. Uh, the thing that I got to say about that, it's like, you know, you, you're you taking your lumps, you know, literally. You're getting, <laughs> you're, getting kicked, you're getting kicked in the balls by stopped in the ball by dogs. It's always a pit ball, by the way. It's like every story you hear. Oh, it was a and I had one. And I had a pit bull, Mike, for a, a few, you know, Penny. I had, I had it for a few years. So when I was living in Southie, you know. So yeah. I, I know how crazy they are, but I just, Mike, I wasn't paying attention. And you know what? It doesn't even take a specific breed. It takes any dog you're not watching. If they want to jump on you, man, oh, boy. Well, I like the attitude you have, though, because, you know, my my girlfriend, she's, you know, very in tune to, you know, she studies canine re- rehabilitation yes. and everything like that. And so I've learned a lot about, you know, the treatment of dogs and and you know you with your girlfriend as well it's like you're understanding how dogs are are meant to be treated and how some some dogs require you know a little bit more care than others like like the pit like the pit bull you know it's like you really really got to be focused yes 
And you know what the best point about it is? Is that's the sweetest goddamn dog I've ever met in my entire life. Right. Like she just wanted to jump up and kiss me. And I I hate the fact that pit bulls are discriminated against, but they're just they're just strong. That's it. Well, they're they're, they're str- strong. They're, they're strong dogs, but like also the owner may or may not yes, you correct. know they know how to train yeah. the dog the best way. They may not be providing it with the best home. Like there's a lot of dogs that are but anyway, you know, under anyway, care for it as well. Mike, I love this goddamn pit bull. She's yes. amazing. I love her. What, even what's though her name? Kicked, uh, Ellie. Ellie the yeah, the nice. nut stopper. The, the Ellie the nut stopper. But Mike, you gotta love her. She tried her best. She was just trying to give me some kisses, man. I mean, come yeah. on, how, how can you be mad at that, right? <laughs> no, no. But see, it was also a catalyst, you know. Where, where you got kicked in the nuts, it's like, all right, man, here we go. And then, boom, we're our head down. We're focused at work, and we're, we're grinding towards towards yeah. our goals. Because, we, honestly, John, you know, that's really what it's about. It's about, you know, when your back's against the wall, when, you know, sometimes shit isn't going right. Instead of, you know, it's cliche to say, but instead of getting so down, it's like you got to find the avenue for success and sometimes that's getting you know kicked in the nuts a couple times like taking your lumps taking yeah. a mistake but never getting too high too low nah. because because you gotta you gotta find a point you know you're, you're like on a mission it's a marathon it's it doesn't end and so you you gotta post these these performance goals because yeah you're doing it for your company you're doing it for your job whatever but you're also you know you're you're doing it for yourself because you gotta you're proving it to yourself so we're you know we learn a lot from sports and we're striving for greatness you know but speaking speaking of mike striving for greatness we have to keep the mood light and talk about space yeah okay okay we have to strive for greatness on this yeah, because I think we'll I think we'll have to ease into uh, the LeBron stuff because there's a lot that's happened with the the NBA Finals. You know, shout out the right. Milwaukee Bucks getting it done. But uh, it's Space Jam Two, okay, it recently has come out. There's been a lot of hype for it. You know, um, LeBron is in the video game I've played. I haven't I haven't seen uh, Space Jam Two yet. I'm I'm I want to go to the theaters and see it. Like I'm. You know, I, I think it'll be a, a fun movie to see in theaters or potentially buy at home. John, you saw it. Um, can you take me through? Were you at home? Were you at the box office? What snacks do we have going? Did oh, yeah. you, like, dress up this movie experience to be everything that it needed to be? So, Mike, what I did, okay, is my favorite thing is the bunch of crunch in the popcorn, right? Bunch of Crunch Army. Let's go. Yes, puts it in the popcorn. The chocolate melts. Every bite is delicious. Your hands are soaking awesome. You're drinking the Pepsi or Coke that you got, the big one, because they upsold you. It's what, Mike, I love the movie experience. I hate people who are pissed about the prices. Like, who cares? It's an experience, dude. That's the whole movie experience, man. I don't care that it's $10. You Wait, you're paying for that guy's sal- uh, his way yeah. you know? And yeah. you know what? Their popcorn's better than your fucking microwave, right, Mike? So I'm in. Anyway, Heck yeah. so I didn't have it. I didn't have the experience out here in California. I did not. But what I did do, Mike, was put a little uh you know those little dove dove chocolates? Like the little like like yeah, a, like a, a pillow candy, like yeah, you know? yeah, 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 exactly. 
So what I did was, is I took a knife and I cut those a little bit and I threw it in the microwave popcorn and then we watched Space Jam. Mike, that's a, that's a play. That that that's that's called like big bang thinking. All right, that meme where the guy's looking at his head, you know, tapping tapping his temple there. That's big brain thinking right there. Because I didn't want to go, Mike. We're at, I already have it at home. Why not? It's free. Let's go. So my thought, Mike. I actually I want to start with you. You saw it, right? No, I haven't seen Space Jam too. I'm I'm poised to see it potentially this weekend. Okay. Or that, good. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm glad. I'm glad you told me that though, because now I now I got to reassess. No, 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 no. Trust me. No, no, I, no. I've listened yes, and okay. I've I've watched a couple of videos already. I know what goes on in that movie. Um, I I knew a lot of what the plot was. Um, so I am curious to hear your uh, your feedback of it because to me, like obviously. No, I'm. I haven't seen it yet. I am. Yes. I will. Like, I'm not blaspheme on this pod. I will see this movie. You know, Space Jam was so iconic, and I feel like for us as two dudes, uh, we kind of grew up with LeBron. Like, you know, mm-hmm. LeBron is like one of He's one of our guys. MJ, Mike. He's our MJ, right? So LeBron, LeBron in this movie has so many different Easter eggs, so many, so many different references and stuff. But one of the things that I think is definitely going to happen in the future to look out for with LeBron, um, you know, how he's, you know, owner of the Red Sox now. He's got the yep. stake in, in Liverpool and everything. All right, all right, all right. Let's, his, let's, yeah. All right, his, don't piss, hey, don't no, piss yeah. me off, Mike. His, uh, <laughs> his, his brand, right? You know, uh, the yes. you know, King, King James, right? So that that was the brand on the jerseys, you know. They it was Nike, yeah. it was like cartoony, but it was Nike and it was King James, right? So I I bet you, in the next like fifteen years, we'll see LeBron like after he retires, maybe we'll see LeBron own a NBA team and their jerseys, like the jerseys yeah. for the league. He will get them yeah. at some point, you know, for his team to be. You know, yeah. Nike freaking King James version because they have Nike Jordan for Charlotte and I believe Indiana. So why not for uh, LeBron in the future? Yes. And Mike, this movie was all branding. And uh, Jordan, the funny thing is, is it, it's such a an easy gap to bridge between generations. Uh, is the Looney Tunes bridge the gap with Jordan for the you know older into new with the new goat right? Right now, now they're Looney Tunes doesn't go anymore, but they're bringing back the idea. It, Mike, the movie is the exact same. There, you know who wins at the end of it. There's not like a, a a big twist at the end, and that was the point. Right, right, but it, it, everything it wasn't was... focused on LeBron. He was the the tool. I mean, Jordan moved from that, Mike, into into the shoes, right? Yeah. So, what I, is LeBron gonna do from now on? I like that your point about Nike. Like, this was a this was a tool. He knows he's at the end of his career, but he's in LA, and f- who cares, Mike? Good for him. Yeah. And like, I'm but, the biggest LeBron hater of all time, Mike. Right. You know this. I've said it on the podcast before, but the man 
is smart. Very smart. He knows exactly what he's doing. Mike, he was funny as shit in the movie. I will give you that. My favorite line, and I'll give uh, like uh, my favorite Looney Tunes character, by the way, is Granny. Okay. She like hits people with a stick. You yeah, know, she and was a off the cuff. Yeah, and she, you know, she was hitting Tweety Bird, Sylvester. Like she was, she was messing with people. Yeah, she was. Yeah, you know, whenever she was coming in, she was hitting people on the head, which is smart. And one of the funny things is they're down, Mike. I gotta tell you, man. I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but they are down at halftime, and LeBron has to give yeah, a speech, obviously, to, to redo it. And um, I think they actually swipe like Michael's stuff out of the hand or something. Like I think it's like kind of a, they reference the first one a lot. Oh yeah, uh, no, I, I bet they but, have to. But he goes, he, he goes, Mike. Granny's making a martini at halftime, and she, <laughs> she's she made a martini. Sipped it. Daffy Duck throws it in his face. Come on, man! How are you not laughing at that? You know. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm very excited for this movie, but I, here's here's my here's my thing. The first Space Jam, that was a basketball movie. This. Space Jam 2, yeah, it's about basketball, but it's more or less about parenting and what your kids are good at and, you know, support and and things like that. And they flipped the a, a lot of the traditional roles that the Looney Tunes had, yes. um, you know, the first time around or in the for the history of the Looney Tunes. Like, I believe in the new Space Jam movie, Bugs Bunny, plays somewhat of a you know scaredy cat character at times not as confident as maybe we've seen bugs bunny in the past and then the whole lola bunny thing um but i did hear that you know taz potentially an mvp out there so we'll see I'm, you know what i i really think he's getting a lot of credit um uh mike that he doesn't deserve uh honestly in the game i've watched the game uh you know i've analyzed it very very much uh so in the one time i've watched space jam so i've analyzed mm-hmm. the game perfectly so who, who was the best player in the game granny granny okay dude dude she she rules daffy duck i will tell you this is the best scotty pippen you could ever have in the Looney Tunes because he's a support guy for everybody. Right. I mean, he's he's like the the fall guy that bounces. Yes. Off, like every joke bounces off of it, even in Gets the first it. Space Jam. But yeah, well, here's here's the comparison, gun. Here's the comparison. Okay. All right. There is there is a lot of celebs in 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 this new one. A lot of references. Right. It's good for what it is. Very good for what it is. But That's exactly what we wanted, Mike. Right, right, but it's no, it's no basketball Jones, man. Like space, the original Space Jam, when they had like all the basketball stars, you know, yes. on the therapy couch, and Charles Barkley's playing pickup, and he's losing his power. Like, there's none of that. It's different, Mike, in in the way that I I wanted it to be different. So, like for example. Right. The the exact outcome of the movie is the exact same that you would think. Right. They, okay. win. they win. Okay. But this one was more of like you said, the personal relationship, but also they incorporated the digital world. They made yeah. Don Don Chile a villain, dude. They like, made like a, a god villain. Godly villain. Yeah. 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 Like the god of the internet is a villain. And 
Mike, I think it was cool that they incorporated e-games into it. And it doesn't matter about all the – it was kind of NBA street. Like, because the, right. the score wasn't 198. It was like 6,000 or 40,000 or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like it was right. They it incorporated was, it was car- cartoon like yeah. right. And I think that they did enough references and all that just to be like, listen, it's a very different movie. We get it. All right, guys. Like, we're, we're, like I, th- Mike, I'm defending a LeBron James movie for being good. And I, I need to have it. That's the coldest take I've ever had on this goddamn podcast. I promise you, Mike. <laughs> Let's say, say it again. <laughs> say it again for the people. The coldest take I've ever had is that Space Jam 2 is a good movie and I'm defending LeBron James and he acted very well. Yeah, man. I mean, there he's it an is. athlete. You know, he did a... I, I like that, John. I can't wait to see that. Uh, to see the movie. I think, uh, but I think there's going to be a... A lot of stuff that most people are gonna, you know, miss in that movie. And you know what, Mike? And you know what the problem with those people is going with an open mind, going remembering like you were eight years old. Right? Yeah, when, dude. When it's you like, saw the first one. Yeah, go, in, like, go with your kids at this point. You know, right, like go right. Well, do that's that. what it's for. It's exactly for that. It's for that, but it's like for you to get some enjoyment out of. But like, like, I don't know. I looked at the soundtrack, man. Soundtrack and sucks, Mike. Soundtrack. The, the Space Jam, the Space Jam one, Space Jam one is an un, unbelievable soundtrack. Untouchable. Uh, You're I can't right. Believe, You're right. I can't believe I own a physical CD of the Space Jam soundtrack. That uh, wait, what? Yeah, bro. Um, Are you shitting me? No, man. The Space Jam soundtrack was like one no. of like. I used to listen to various CDs while I would get MRIs, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that's one of them. Like, you know how, like, the logo was, you know, the original Space Jam logo? Was yeah, like, it looked like the a Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. yeah, yeah. It was literally yeah, yeah, yeah. like that on the CD. So you had, like, an orange CD, man. You know, it was the best. You know, before everything went digital and you had to use a CD, Mike. you know, things were cool sometimes. You need to save that forever, and that'll be a retirement fund at some point. And yeah, like right. 50 I wish. Year. I'm dead serious, though, dude. Like, I the Space Jam soundtrack, the first one was amazing. Yeah, this one yeah. was good. Like, yeah, there's a few songs good. on there that are pretty good. But, but, Mike, come on. That's where it's superior. That's where Space Jam, you know, Basketball Jones. I believe I can fly, even though we don't really like our Kelly anymore, obviously. But still, I can't. Yeah, that, I believe soundtrack. like Salt and Pepper was on that. Yes. Um, yeah. Holy shit. I forgot. You know, there was Coolio. Coolio. Cool Dude, Coolio, Coolio loved making appearances randomly in 1998. <laughs> I mean, that was his time, man. That, that was, was man. that was his time. Um, yeah. So Space Jam 2, overall. Uh, overall grade one to one to ten grade. How would you uh, how would you rate it? So I'm gonna give the original Space Jam an eight out of ten. Okay. Right. Damn near perfect movie. Yeah, eight 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 point five out of ten. If you want to be critical, but seven hard seven is Space Jam two. If again, Mike, and I hate qualifying it, but. You got to remember, as a we're thirty years old, Mike. You know, you have to remember. You have to go into that movie with a blunt 
if you want. I would do it. I did it in California. It's wonderful. And realize that you were nine when you saw the first one. So shut the, right. you know, so relax shut the hell up. about, yeah, and shut the <laughs> hell up about your things. And just go in it like it's a fun movie, man. I had a great time watching it. Granny yeah, was the, making at martinis at halftime, Mike. At, yeah, dude, at the end of the day, <laughs> we're, we're talking for 10 minutes about space jam okay and we're not we're not harping on it one bit like 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 the people that are chirping space it's not it's it's not gonna be space jam one okay but it has and and mike it's a different movie it's a completely different movie yeah exactly and it was never going to be the exact same thing i don't think lebron you know wanted it to be that way and you know for for the the negative Nancys out yes. there in in the comment sections that or that just love to to chirp on everything. It's just yeah. like you got to take you got you got to take it for what it's worth. Like you're you're chirping a kids movie, bro. It's yes. like we're, you know we're talking for ten <laughs> minutes about it all lighthearted, all laughs and giggles, and uh, all Debbie Downers being all negative about it so yeah um you got to keep it light and that's why you're going to see that space jam movie it's like you're not freaking ebert and roper bro you're viewing you're viewing space jam too all right so go off go off king go off (laughs) go seriously so i think that's the perfect segue so you know we talked a lot of good things about lebron now i want to transition to when things went sour for the phoenix suns is when lebron showed up courtside with a bottle of tequila um Yes. In, in the NBA Finals. I, you know, I didn't watch much of the NBA Finals, but, and I, I will say in, in years past, I, I would watch almost every NBA Finals, but for this year, some reason this year, I wasn't as interested, but I've, I watched the, you know, the final like two, three games, and I watched, um, you know, the second half last night. And very impressive stuff at the Milwaukee Bucks. I got to give, I got to give their due. I, uh, you know, it, it all kind of came down to, you know, Giannis making his free throws and, you know, taking over the game. And that's what it had to, had to be. So one of my favorite things about it is um, it's a wonderful story. Uh, and, they're, and they're piping it up because their, their finals wasn't a good finals. Uh, Suns, Bucks, not great markets, whatever. Uh, but, dude. This dude, Giannis, is doing – and here's my parallel, Mike. He's doing in Milwaukee what Shaq should have done in Orlando. Mike, that's my cold take. Because Shaq and Penny should have won a bunch, and they didn't because they left, right? Well, Shaq left. Well, Shaq left because of more money, right? But Giannis didn't. Yeah, I'm not comparing that, but, dude, 50 points, 15 rebounds, and five blocks in a closeout set a game in the NBA final. Like, that's that's iconic territory. Like, you are you are now in the discussion with the, you know, with the, uh, you know, Bill Russell's, your, uh, you know, uh, Wilt Chamberlain's. You're in the discussion with that as a big man now. Yeah, you're, no, Kareem, you're the Kareem's. Like, you're, you're in there, dude. Like, yeah, this, you know, I mean, I think I saw a stat, Mike. That was like he's defensive player of the year yep, twice, yep. I believe, right? He's a two time MVP, or maybe no, he's a two time MVP, one time defensive player of the year, yeah, and NBA finals champion, and yep. 
NBA Finals and Playoff MVP. So, yeah. Mike, you tell me, who's who's better than that? Is Charles Barkley a better big man than that? I I'd, I'd like to have that argument because I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either, man. Um, you know what I mean? Your stat, man. You know, shout out to uh, shout out to to the goat PFT. You know, yes. the PFT commenter. You know, uh, love for, that guy for the for the stat line. But that's true. You know, defensive player. The only other person to have that that same stat line is Michael Jordan. Okay, right. so for how anybody feels about Giannis is, dude, it's he's pretty so much cool. unprecedented. Can we talk about how NBA. cool he is, Mike? Can we talk about how cool he is? He's very cool. I mean, for him, for him to not run away um, and not win in a you know a title in Milwaukee his first you know seven years, and um, he kind of like doubled down after how things went last year in the bubble. And you could tell, like, the Bucks were kind of pissed last year. And, and you know, they yeah. came back and they had a, a really solid team, you know, not just throughout the playoffs, but throughout the whole season. Um, and, yeah. And Mike, I got to say, I love I love the Bucks for what they did. They went all in. They gave him the max. They did everything that they could to keep him happy. He he had decisions uh, in, in player personnel. And they won. It's not that bad, I think. I think all franchises, Mike, should realize that it's not that bad to give your your best player what he wants, even though it might hurt your wallet, a la the goddamn Patriots, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Mike, Giannis, he's so good, man. <laughs> he's amazing. Like, there's not taking away anything from his play at all. He beat the – they were down 2-0 and one four straight. So, you know, Phoenix, I'm sorry. I love I I would love to have seen Chris Paul win, but you were up 2-0 and you lost. So in six, Mike, that's not a good look. Yeah, you know, Chris Paul is is been one of the best point guards over the last 20 years, but Giannis or I excuse me, Giannis, he is one of the most transcendent talents that's ever been in the league. Yes. Like, and yes. the attitude that he's displayed um, in his game and how it's evolved is tremendous, man. Um, and his Vic, the Milwaukee Bucks winning, you know, Giannis winning, it's big for the NBA, but it's also big for the global sport of basketball as well to show yes. to show these, you know, to show the United States and these other nations that like. Yes, you can be good at basketball too. It's like look at the U.S. Uh, national team; they lost in Nigeria. That's you know, right. you know, the U.S. team could be pretty. I they could be undervalued going into the Olympics, but they could lay a dud in the Olympics. You know, it's like That's it's right. it, it, the the U.S. team isn't like what it used to be. Now. And, Mike, I think that's a great thing. You're right. You're completely right on all that. And what I was – the thing that I, that I hated after he won was the people who were immediately like, oh, well, you know, he got his championship in Milwaukee, so he's absolutely going to leave now. Once yeah, why would he leave out. now? 
And it's like, dude, what if he just attracts people to Milwaukee? Or if he leaves, who gives a shit? He did exactly what he said he was going to do. I mean, why are we, why are we, why are we criticizing a man who's done nothing but been nice to the media? He's a good dude. I mean, I, I, the stories I hear about him are nothing but great. I hope that I only hear great stories about superstars, Mike. At this point, like, <laughs> yeah. really. Seriously. Well, it, well, it sucks. It sucks. Like, it, well, because, you know, think about all the kids, man, that look up to, you know, these superstar athletes just for them to, you know, let them down. And right. it stinks because it's happened. It's happened to us when, you know, we were kids. Like, there's, you know. There's, Aaron Hernandez for me. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, Lance, also, Lance any, Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, Lance Armstrong. Also, any goddamn fan of the Baltimore Ravens, if you don't except that Ray Lewis murdered somebody, relax. All right. I don't want to hear your opinion. I don't want to hear your opinion anymore because that absolutely happened. Okay. So i like, anyway, your heroes died that day. Ravens fan. I hate Ravens fans, dude. They're, they're I hate them so much. Anyway, uh, I know a new thing. Um, Mike, I got to ask you. Okay. We talked about the NBA. Talked about LeBron. I gave him his flowers. Well, Mike, the flowers need to go to Italia. Okay? Oh, yes. Mike, talk about your boys. Mike, talk about your boys. Your boys, Mike. Let's go. Tell me about it. I mean, it, it was a fantastic final. You know, a lot of people thought that it was coming home to England. You know, the game where the game was being played. The odds were stacked against Italy maybe a little bit. You know, they had kind of, uh, you know, rough and, you know, they have some solid, really solid, some of the best players in the entire world on their team. Correct. Uh, Correct. But, like, they had a poor, poor showing, you know, last the last time, like, the World Cup was around. They didn't make the World Cup last time. You see, so the very poor showing. And it was kind of like <laughs> a big rede- redemption story, you know what That's I mean? That's right. So, so I, I, from that standpoint, I think that's pretty amazing. I think the tournament in general, I think is really cool. I would like you to expound on it because I believe like you had a ball, you know, um, laying some entertainment purposes on this tournament. I didn't lay as much entertainment on this tournament, but the, the, the takeaway that I got from it was it, we were playing Euro 2020 in 2021 you know it was a huge makeup for from covid and everything it was added hype a lot of storylines it was just so it's it was so fun and it was like the it was like the best that inter, in, international soccer has looked to me in yes. a little while correct mike and you're you're spot on with that point i mean i've never enjoyed a, a soccer tournament you know, my my friends and my girlfriend, they're looking at me like, why are you watching soccer? And I said, because it's it, it, like, I love the announcers. And that was a cheeky shot from him. Or he had to have his goal. You knew it had to be him. And I have a terrible <laughs> English accent. And it had to be his story. And they make it so dramatic. And it's like Shakespearean, dude. I love it. Yeah, it and, makes you think about words a different way. And, and, and I got to tell you, Mike. Italy was a team of destiny. Okay. And I got to share a story with you, all right, real quick. Um, there was a girl in West Springfield that 
told me she would give me a kiss. When I, this is 2006, by the way, Mike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was at Ch- Teddy Chicatelli's basement. I remember this because he's obviously Italian as shit. And I was, you know, going for France because he was going for Italy, right? And she came over and she said she'd give me a kiss if France won. So I hated France forever because uh, <laughs> I didn't get that kiss. Right. Uh, because Italy won in 06. But you know what that sparked me, Mike? Don't what? you dare bet against Italy. Ooh, don't you, you dare bet against those blue uniforms that don't make any sense with their flag color. I don't care. I was not betting against them. And by the way, Mike, the, where was it? Chini, the, the, the fullback? Yeah. He's the ugliest dude I've ever seen, but he is the funniest dude I've ever seen. He loves the game. He's a he's fucking awesome. First yeah, you got you gotta have you gotta have guys like that. It's like uh, you know I want to stay on the the betting because like a little bit the sports betting. Yes. But I have to talk about these you know that that type of player. So on the sports betting front, you know it's tough to bet some soccer sometimes because. You know, you could you could have it right, but they go to penalty kicks and you're done. That's the problem, and Mike. And that's the problem that people don't understand with betting soccer is it's win, lose, or draw. There's three options now. Like you right. don't win if you pick a team to win on the money line. Well, they better win in regulation, pal, or you're getting penalty kicks and you lost. And the people who had the draw win, which is horseshit. Right. It's something I hate about soccer, but it right. is kind of weird. But they they have a lot of other you know types of you know bets you can place down there. Wonderful that, stuff. That, very cool. Like the the prop game is very cool. We'll get into that a little bit more later in our open recap. But John, I have to bring up this. You're, you know, talking about players that rough sort of you know exterior appearance, but they're a catalyst for you know their team. Now. I believe it was last week, over the weekend, whatever. Uh, the uh, Red Sox Yankees, they're they playing some baseball in an absolute right. title, title wave. And lo and behold, you know, um, it always seems to be at Yankee Stadium. It, it, you know, yeah, you know, the Sox fans give it. But there, there's been stories that have come out in the past couple of days. But a fan threw a baseball, hit vertigo. In, yeah. in the outfield when you stand there. Virgo has been a tremendous asset for the Sox. Uh, to me, he's probably the coolest player the Red Sox have, have picked up since Dustin Pedroia. So, like, they he, they lost Pedroia. Like, he retired. He's going to go mm. in the Hall of Fame, all these things. And now they got this guy. Like, the, the, the Red Sox are very good. You know, and they could have been bad. It's like, oh, we're losing mm. our our big, we're losing Mookie. You know, we're like, what's yeah. going on here? And then, bam, we we land this freaking guy who's who's literally the embodiment of Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, honestly, the fan who threw that ball at Virgo, like, what are you thinking, guy? Like, uh, man. Uh, John, what do you think? So here's the thing, man. Um, I know uh, Yankee fans have been chirping this, that, oh, they're throwing the one about the guy on the monster and it hit Judge. Right, right. right. Also, 
not cool, dude. Like, I know you're throwing the ball back. Maybe he didn't intend to, and that's fine, but it hit him. But he lacked it off because it was a home goddamn run, and I think it was like a three-run homer, too. Like, it was, a, it was a big deal. So, I get it, Yankee fans. We're both assholes, okay? Red Sox and Yankee fans are inherently assholes to each other. Most of us, Mike, like 99% of us are good dudes. Our girls, like well, most of us, it's the it's the assholes who take it too far, and it's like even the people in the section should beat the shit out of them because that's not the kind of rivalry I want with the right. Yankees. Right? No, I, it goes, as it... a Sox fan, I don't want that, dude. Don't hit our player. Also, I don't like Ver, uh, Verdugo, Mike. I didn't like him. You know why? Because we got we got rid of Mookie Betts for him, right? So like, how are you going to live up to Mookie Betts, who's amazing, right? I mean, but but this Verdugo character, but this Verdugo character has done a goddamn well job. He's just awesome. He's cool. You're right. He embodies Boston. He embraces it, man. Like, and just don't throw a ball at him, dude. Like, just like just just be just don't be yeah. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, you know, it brings back to, you know, the points of, you know, you know, now that we're back, it's like everyone's all exactly. freaking overly excited. And I heard, like, there was other people in the stands, like, egging them on to, like, throw the ball or whatever. And, um, you know. But also, he had his back to them, though, too. You know what I mean? Like, you throw it, he's standing there playing his position, and then the fans are egging him on to throw it at him? Come on, man. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. I mean, he's probably drunk, too. I mean, on, right. the, on, the other, on the other hand, it's like, wow, he hit him with the ball from that far away. I mean, a pretty good toss. I mean, maybe they should I mean, get... it was a great, Mike, it was a great toss. Maybe they give him, like, a 10-day yes. minor league contract or something. That's like... right. You know what I'm saying? The Yankees could use some pitching right now, Mike, is what I've heard. I mean, fourth place must suck. Is your father on the phone? Can I talk to him about not being in first place? <laughs> Fucking assholes. I hate Yankee fans. But, but I, yeah, will, say, a, a but I will say this, though, Mike, though. I will say this. Most Yankee fans and most Red Sox fans respect the rivalry. Okay? We can talk some shit. We can have a good time at the ballpark, and that's the end of the night. I'm telling you, 99% of the people who go to Red Sox Yankee games have that experience. And it sucks that some asshole from either side, man, dude, like I, I know what's happened for the Red Sox, and I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm defending the I've defended LeBron James and the Yankees on this podcast. Holy shit, Mike. I mean, you're just you're just a wonderful human being. You know, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a better guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, it, there doesn't get a more like, like you're su- such a like Homer Boston guy. You know, yeah. but you're very reasonable. You know, very, very reasonable. I'm trying to be. Listen, it's like well, you're not as biased as like as one might you know perceive right. you to be. Right, so, and I, I like you. you know, I, I like that, Mike. Like, I, I, I like hate. I hate LeBron because he beat us in the playoffs, and I hate the Yankees because they're, they're just generally asshole people or Yankee fans, and inherently are going to go to hell. There's a special pace, like space for them over there in hell. It's over there. We got it. But don't throw baseballs and shit. 
You know, like, yeah. like seriously, like that's stupid. Like I know the Cubs have the throwback, you know, after uh, the opponent hits a, a home run. It, if you're in the Ivory and Wrigley, you throw the ball back. That's a thing. But the outfielders know that. And they let you throw it. Right. They move out of the way. Don't throw shit at guys just doing their job, dude. Imagine if you were just sitting there. At yeah, your job. yeah. You're sitting. And you're sitting at fucking work. You're yeah. doing your job, and then someone just throws a goddamn baseball through your freaking computer and smashes your keyboard. Get out of here! It hit him in the back, dude. Like imagine, <laughs> it, like instead of somebody patting you on the back, they're throwing a goddamn baseball at you. Like people need to understand that we are we are now allowed back in the stadiums and 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 all that it is a privilege okay not a right just relax guys i love the yankees red sox rivalry but it's really hard to care about the yankees when they're in fourth place and we're in first and we're actually looking at teams that we you know in the national league that we yeah. might play in the world series and the fan base behaves like a sack of shit you know? right like just don't and and Mike, I'm not saying the Red Sox haven't done the same shit. We had the Bobby Valentine years, okay? I was there. Right, so, right. Pedro, so, Pedro threw the guy on the ground. Correct. Pedro threw an old man on the <laughs> ground. Okay? Like, we, we all did that, okay? We were all involved. It sucked, all right? But can we all move on, please? Please don't throw Jeez. shit at Jeez. the play. They're doing their job, Mike. I mean, their job is to stand there. Show up in to a the field. event. Yeah, and, their job and enjoy is yourself. Yeah, yeah, and Mike, I I can't stress this enough to fans. Your job as a player is to show up, stand there, catch a ball, and you know what? There might be innings where you got to go into the dugout, and guess what? You're gonna go back out for a few. You know what? I don't like doing fucking people there in your job. I'll talk shit, sure. Like, no problem. Mike, uh, did I ever tell you about when I, uh, 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 the Josh Hamilton interaction I ever had? Um, maybe, but if you want to tell the, the podcast, um, Josh Hamilton was quite the character when he was, and he was, and he was a very good player, um, you know, and for the, for the Rangers, right? Yep, the Rangers. So I'm in, Mike, I'm in right field at Fenway. All right. I'm, you know, by Pesky's pole. Routine ground out to short, you know, they got they got us on that one, <laughs> you know, whatever it was, and uh, I just wanted to chirp Josh Hamilton, and not in a bad way. So I said, "Hey, Josh, you gotta back that up, kid." <laughs> it's a routine throw to first. I think if anybody's ever played little league baseball knows that your your outfield when you're little is literally on the edge of the base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So you gotta back it up in case they, they mess it up. And <laughs> Mike, I'll tell you what, this was way before the tits and ass thing where they acknowledged the fans because he turned around and it was like out too, Mike. There was still more of the inning. He turned around and waved at us. Like I'm standing up right now. He waved at us and clapped his glove at the chirp. Now, Mike, this is a man who was coming over addiction, all of that, all that. It was I a whole, wholesome you know, trip. But what? But Mike, make a wholesome trip. It's a part of the game. Why didn't he back that up, Mike? Why did not? I mean, I'm glad his first baseman made the play, but he didn't back it up. Fundamentals, Mike, is what we talk about. 
<laughs> yeah, back that up, kid. Yeah, no, it's true. True, true story. I swear to God, true story. That uh, is I'm, very funny. But he turned around and clapped at it. That's good fandom, dude. Like that. Yeah, yeah like, that's also good sportsmanship, you know. Yeah, sportsmanship. Like I love the hockey line at the end of the row. Oh, we haven't talked about that either. Yeah, go, go, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So first of all. Uh, the Lightning have been the best team for for the past you know. ever. I mean, they were better. They were better than the Bruins when the Bruins beat them and played St. Louis and lost. Like the Tampa Bay is ready. Kucherov is the, one of the best players I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I'm not even kidding you, Mike. In my entire life, and I think he might go down in the top ten. This kid, this kid's unbelievable. Um, he's Bergeron s, but with the, he's a little sexier. He's like right between Bergeron and Ovechkin in terms of being like the best player of all time. Because Crosby, Ovechkin, and Bergeron are the best three players I've ever seen play hockey. In terms of not goalies, we're not talking goalies. But okay, so for modern era players, like those are the guys. Correct. Now we're talking. Yeah, forwards, I should say, because everything. But, dude, point being is they deserve to win. Tampa Bay was a better team, okay? If Montreal won, I would have been pissed, not because they're the Canadians. They weren't a better team, Mike. They just weren't. They were outclassed. They were out They were on a run. They are on a Cinderella run. But they had a hell of a ride, and that's wonderful. But sometimes you get smoked in the finals, and that's why they're the finals. I hate people saying like, oh, uh, you know, Canada got a, you know, they got a absolute, you know, into the final four. They're definitely going to get it. Well, yeah, that's how the league is set up. Like, I don't, I don't understand, but they still have to beat Vegas and Vegas is a great team with a hall of, with a hall of fame goalie who stood on his head and was the only reason that they were even in the series. That the is defense true. is to blame on Vegas. So I will not hear that slander. I'm oh my god, I've defended not only have I defended LeBron James. <laughs> I've de- uh, Mike, I can't do it. I've defended the Habs. You should well. be you should be a judge, man. You're just so Mike, reasonable. Mike, Mike yeah. can you fit, can you can you call the doctor? Yeah, you got a temperature, I, man? Dude, I've defended so much, and I'm about to defend Tom Brady for going to the box after this. So, like, I, I oh boy, Mike, wow, you might you might have to do a a, a wellness check on me. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, like uh, I'm gonna have to break the flashlight out, see you, you know, yeah, how many, yeah. do hey. the light test on you. Yeah, eyes left and right, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, but, but, dude. I, I really I, – I just don't like people. The Canadians were outclassed. They they had a gentleman sweep, and Tampa Bay won back-to-back. And, dude, they are that good. Now, people who are NHL fans, and like myself, is they're going to lose a lot of people. And this transitions kind of into what I wanted to talk about. The Kraken. Right, they're becoming a franchise. They became a franchise today. 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 Because they drafted players away. Did, did they get DeBrusque? No, they got Le- Lazone. 
general oh. zone. Yeah, yeah. Which I was fine with because we do need to sign DeBro- uh not DeBro- we need to sign McAvoy next year. Right. Um, and we, uh, Mike, it's been set at like seven, seven and a half. So we're going to have to give DeBrusque like eight and a half if he has a good season. Wow. Uh, and like six years. That's like the, the bare minimum for a number. Is that, is that like a dagger? Yeah. It's well, the Bruins have done well in that they have Kaplan, they just don't use it wisely. Now, the fact that they protected DeBrusque from this draft makes me know that they know they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Well, Seriously. Well, and, and, they must still, he must have money on his books or something. No, the, the, the no. Well, he has a contract still, but the um, the idea is that yeah. So the uh, so they, people they, who know, so people who don't know this, um, is that it, it, the expansion draft is not like. Let's take a pause. We'll come back and I'll tell you how the expansion draft in the NFL works. How's that sound? All right, perfect. We're gonna pause expansion in the NHL. We got some NFL talk under 50 That's days right. to the season. We have the Open Championship and oh. more. Colsa Takes brought to you by Anchor. See you after the break. Peace. My guy. Hey, John, my guy. We are back. This is the Colsa Takes podcast brought to you by Anchor. John is at John J. Pat on Twitter. I'm your other host, Mike, at ST underscore Katzer. And we are available wherever podcasts are listened to. And with that being said, we're going to get back to the topic. Make sure you like and subscribe. So, John, uh, when we left off, we were talking about, you know, the NHL. And you were going to break it down uh, for what's going on. So, uh, the Kraken, which is a new team, Mike, now has the draft. So, the great thing about the the NHL, which the NFL really kind of screwed up, was that the Kraken are allowed to poach a player from every team, right? Okay. Okay. So think of it that way. You're That's allowed cool. to, pro- yeah. You're allowed to protect certain players. Like they can't just go in and take, and take your star guy. Yeah. 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 Or pasta. They can't take them from. And it's all based on contracts and horseshit. But the uh, each team is allowed to protect players. Okay. Okay. Mike. Yeah. I'm upset with the Bruins. Why? They protected Jake DeBrusque, who might be the worst hockey player I've ever seen in my entire life. He's so bad, Mike. Like I couldn't make the league playing like him. <laughs> Dude, he didn't score in four in like forty games this year, and they healthy scratched him. Like, dude, you should not be in the league. You had one playoff goal two years ago on well, a cup run. How Good could luck. he? How could he score those games if he was scratched? Mike, he was healthy scratched at the end of the forty games because oh. he was so shitty. Like you can't, like you can't protect a player. If I'm management for the Bruins, you can't protect a player who 
is supposed to be a top three, you know, a top nine. I'm giving him credit saying he's supposed to be a top six forward. And he doesn't score in 40 games. Mike. Yeah, it's rough. Mike, you get fired from your job for being bad. And yeah. he's bad at his job. He's not producing, man. It's terrible. But we got to like we we had to have protected him for a reason. We can't just be saving guys for no reason. To trade him the goddamn away, uh, like I would trade him for like a pack of cigarettes and you know like a a, a hero, you know, or, you know a bag of, a bag of hockey pucks. Yeah, like a, our our uh, traffic cones free. Like Jesus Christ, dude! What a piece of shit this guy is, and and. You know what the worst part is? Is I'm talking to my friend. You know, you know Danny, Kyle, and uh, and Nash. They're defending Brusque. How? How? How can you defend him? I just don't understand. He fucking sucks. Like, hey, <laughs> like that's I, it. Time will tell, man. Time will tell. No, no, it won't tell, Mike. Time is already told. Time is told. It's been, it's been told. It's been told. Sell him for the least, like anything. I'm like, I do not care. Get rid of this guy because if that's the guy that you believe, what's his plus minus? Like negative fourteen. Like he's terrible. Like he's actually terrible. What What is one of their takes on why he, he should be protected? Trade like, Okay, but are they, they going they're to bank it on potential? They're. Ba- they- other teams would have to bank on potential. And if I'm other teams, well, I ain't banking on that potential. To me, DeBrusque's potential has been going down, plummeting for a while. If it's, if he had trade value, you know, like they trade him already. Like, I think maybe they're trying to maybe generate some hype, but they have to pull the trigger and get him out of the out of the system. Like, they all – like, everybody agrees. They, they do too. Like, by saying trade value, like, they agree. You know, the brush right. shouldn't be on the Bruins. Like he doesn't, right. he doesn't add anything to the Bruins. But he's not, he's not a totally shit player. But he's just shit for this or- organization because he's coming into the lineup and it's just not gelling for whatever whatever and that, reason. And Mike, that's a really positive point. You know, I don't want to always bring the negative, but I, I, I get no, very, it's not. Ne- I get it's not no, 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 he hasn't not, produced. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry, he hasn't produced in a while. Maybe a new start somewhere else might help him out. My thing is I don't understand why he was protected, number one, by the Bruins. Like, why did that yeah, happen? I don't, I don't get that either. Like, they, have there, to, it, they have to trade him then, you know? It has to be like a sign-and-trade that they're doing with some other team. That's why they protected him. Yeah, it, ha- it has to be. It because, has to. because, like, the bigger point is you can't sign DeBrusque and Taylor Hall uh, and true. McAvoy in a year because McAvoy's gonna get paid, Mike. Oh yeah. boy, he's gonna get paid. Yeah, so McAvoy's a very solid player, but as far as DeBrusque and, and Hall goes, it's just like who would uh, you rather have, Mike, as your top six forward? Who would you rather have? Well. I think Hall was kind of a catalyst in the playoffs, but I mean, right now I kind of want Hall. Like I, I, I believe that you know DeBrusque has, has been a lackluster player on the on the Bruins, and they got to switch it up and like move the move the money around. So, 
so so here's here's how you do it, Mike. I yeah. you know me, you know me. I've been I've been on almost like the cap situation for these Bruins. Like, here's what you do: you sign Hall for four years, six mil a year. That's the cap hit. All right. All right. Signing bonus, whatever. He's gonna, you know, you you, you guys can all multiply. Um, that's what he's gonna get paid. Whatever the signing bonus, fine. You get rid of DeBrusque in a trade, and you sign Krejci. Or you stick with DeBrusque, and you but, don't have Krejci. That's well, I, it. That's it, Mike. That's all the room they have. But wouldn't you want to get rid of Krejci as well? Like a- Mike, I've been trying to get rid of Krejci since I've been hating on LeBron James. Since the 2013 uh, loss to the Blackhawks, I've been trying to get rid of Krejci. All right? But I'm picking him over DeBrusque. Because he's so bad. Mike, and I haven't even started on Charlie Coyle yet. Like, I, I mean, these guys are supposed to assign to show up at the playoffs. Nothing. Like, the fact that the Kraken didn't even want to take one of our forwards, dude. I mean, that says a lot about what we're putting up behind. And, and the whole point, Mike, is behind... What are we going to do with it? Bergeron and Marshawn and Pasta? We have limited years. We used one right now. We used one before and it was like 1A. Now we use one. We got like, you know, three lives of this dude. And if they don't put something together behind them that they don't have to be on the ice all the time, Christ almighty, Mike, we're going to lose the good years and Pasta's going to sign somewhere else and Marshawn's going to. Go into oblivion just like Bergeron, dude. Like I like Bergeron's not gonna be here for a while and we're wasting years. He has one championship, and that's not enough for how good he is. And no. Rand, you go, Mike. No, no, I mean everything you're saying is is absolutely spot on. I, I think it's great analysis from you know the Bruins perspective for you know what we need out of the front office, what we need. As as a team, I think I I was kind of surprised because I would expect you would want Krejci and DeBrusque out of there, and instead you're kind of like I would settle for, you know, a scenario of one or the other. Well, uh, here's the thing, Mike. Uh, just the back of your point is we don't have a goalie. So Rask so, is done. Rask is a no. He's an unrestricted free agent. So is uh, Halak. The only goalie we have in a contract is Swayman, and then we protected uh, what the fuck is his name? The other guy, yeah, Vadar, yeah, Vader. We protected Vader, yeah, whatever, Vadar or whatever, and and Swayman because we you can't protect unrestricted free agents, aka Taylor Hall, right? So the Kraken couldn't like just pick Taylor Hall off our team, right? Right, and David Krejci is an unrestricted free agent, so you can't just pick him off the team. So I understand where you have to get kind of maneuvering with your protected people, but like, who was drunk and had DeBrusque? Like, seriously, like, who was drunk and decided DeBrusque was the one we're gonna stay? Like, like I would have Jeremy Lazone or wherever who the Kraken picked. I mean. But he's fine. He's a young kid. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. 
Um, he's not like Kale McCarr. Like, he's not that good. No. Uh, so maybe maybe he's good, maybe he's not. I'm fine with that. But, like, the why are we protecting DeBrusque unless there's a trade on the horizon? Like, what do you think? Well, it has to be. Like, the Bruins need to shake up something. I think the track record is there with DeBrusque. And, you know, the time has come. And, and like, and I'm just looking towards the future. Like, you got it. You're going to have to separate. Listen, I would have loved if Richie got picked. Jesus Christ, what a fat, lazy bum that guy is. You don't like Richie? Uh, no, dude. Richie is Milan Lucic negative 2.0. All right, and I've been a Milan Lucic hater forever. Come uh, on. Ah, you know, come on. Uh, and I'm a hater uh, on it because, you know what, we can't have one line in, in Boston, Mike. That's not how we won in 11. We we had four good lines. Solid. They, they don't have to score. They just need to be good on the ice and prevent the other team from scoring, and then right. we'll let your well, first I, I line see, score. I see your I see your point because it's like if we've had multiple seasons of these players, you know, Move we've it. we've seen but the potential of the chemistry to develop, and now that it's not developing, you know, we gotta we got to change it up. We know who our catalysts are on the team. We know who wants to win. These guys don't seem like they want to win. See you nope. later. Here's here's the door. Nope. Yeah, exactly, Mike. Here's the door. Now, speaking of, okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh I gotta I, got I gotta it. say I gotta say something. You've got something. What's up? No, no. Well you were you were gonna say something. It's all good. All right, Tom Brady's an asshole. Tom Brady, an asshole. Why? How guy? Mike, I loved his uh his uh speech to the president. To Biden, did you see that? I hope nope. the people saw it, dude. Tom Brady was talking about how forty percent of the people don't believe that he won the Super Bowl, like cheeky, you know, to Biden because forty percent of the people believe they he didn't win the election type of thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, 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 classic Brady. Yeah, and. and and, That's a classic Brady joke, man. And, and dude, he had one more too. I forget what it was. Oh, uh, because he forgot the down in Chicago. Remember last year that he he didn't realize it was that down. He yeah. goes, "Oh, they called me Sleepy Tom." <laughs> I mean, like, that might be Sleepy true. Joe, and he goes, "21 years I've done this, and they one day they call me Sleepy." And it was something like that. And and Biden was awesome, dude. Like, he was super cool about it. Like, he was like, yeah, fuck it. That's hysterical. That is pretty funny. But fuck Tom Brady with that shit. Yeah, dude. I, uh... No, 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 no. That's all time. Not not because of political shit, Mike. It's because... where, Where was that quarterback when I grew up? Right? He didn't say dick to the media. Well, now it's all about brands and all the. I don't think that he couldn't. I think that he was. I think he's very smart, and decided he, he, he couldn't work with Bill anymore. He wanted more control of the the offense. I no, thought that's what it was. No, Mike. Well, let's let's go in there. What do you think was Tom's biggest issue with Bill Belichick? Because I have a theory. 
I I think it was the fact that Tom wanted to have his own trainers have the players implement the TB12 method to have a lot of Tom Brady's influence on the training aspect of the team and allow Tom to have skill position players, more offensive creative minds because he got all of that in Tampa. Like Tampa is loaded Correct. Uh, with possibilities. The the facilities that they have, you know, Tom Tom's really smart. Like I've looked into the TB12 method. Uh, Tom is very smart. So I think that that is probably one of the main reasons that they split up. Because because Belichick like, could could have won another couple of Super Bowls with Tom if if he wanted to. I mean, people are still wearing their Brady jerseys around New England, man. It doesn't change. Listen, and as as obviously a New England fan, I am a huge Tom Brady fan. He gave me six Super Bowls, dude, for twenty years of my life, and I think New England fans are just so salty about it. Like, dude, like. It happened. He's doing his retirement tour in Tampa, and fuck it, he won. Joe Montana played for the Kansas City Chiefs after the 49ers. Like, guys, it happens, okay? Philip Rivers played for the Colts, all right? Like, it happens, dude. Right. All right? Like, it's it's fine. So, so here's my my thing, John. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm glad we're talking about Brady because I forgot about this. It was deep in the in the, the brain waves. But it's ciphered back to the circus here. Now, there's a man who played in the NFL. His name is uh, George Blanda. He is an all-time legend of the game. He played till he was like 48 years old. Well, and I know, I know this name. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got all these like records, all these like long man records. Tom Brady. The rate he's going, he could. It's barring uh, a gruesome injury, which could could happen the next time the game evolves in the next three to five years. Like the game, football is is nuts, bro. Like absolutely nuts of a sport. Um, so what Tom has been able to do at quarterback, where his body is very susceptible at times, like you can get absolutely smoked. Uh, so what I think is that if Tom Brady breaks one of two of George Blanda's like all time, you know, records, I, I'll pull, I'll pull them up. I'll do the research while you give some analysis on this, but Tom Brady could be like the best football player of all time. If he does this. Well, I mean, he's already the best football player to ever play the game. Um, the only person I actually put uh, in the same category as Tom Brady, like, in, in terms of goats in football, because there are a lot of different positions, right? See this. I got you. Tom Brady at quarterback, Randy Moss at wide receiver, Rob Gronkowski at tight end, Ed Reed at safety. LT, Aaron Donald, whatever edge and linebacker position they want to play, they get that. Safety, 
I don't know, man. Ty Law has got to be up there. Safety, I mean, uh, cornerback, sorry. Cornerback uh, is tough, dude, because Ty Law has got to be up there. I am not a fan of Stefan Gilmore right now. I think he's a fucking asshole. Oh, um, why? But, why? He's been pretty well, good. Because, no, because the Patriots have enough money to pay him. He's just being a dickhead about it. Oh, hey, check this out. Check this out. Um, I just saw a story like, so Brady Brady already broke one of George Blanda's records, where he's you know, like Brady's the oldest person to throw a touchdown in the postseason. Good for him. Yeah. Um. So he's on the way, but Blanda has these two incredible, incredible, incredible records that Brady's gonna be Brady's gonna be the oldest person to ever play play football. Um. Next year, like like his no, first no. snap. No, like Brady's got to play till he's forty six or something. Yeah, wasn't it a kicker? Wasn't it yeah, the Blando. one with the Blando's played like a million positions. Blando was a kicker. No, Blando was a lot of things. I thought he. I wait. I'm thinking of the guy who played in the NFL with the oldest. Uh, the oldest time was the guy who had like four toes or like three toes, and he I kicked mean, for he might have had four forever. toes. He, he is a kicker. Can you yeah. update me on the toes, Mike? Don't throw me these facts without the toes. And... <laughs> um, yeah, well, what the fuck? I'll tell you about toes. Uh, tell, tell me about Tell me about my boy with the B. Oh, uh, that was so, Tom Tom Dempsey, man. Tom did he Dem- kick with like a club on his foot, right? Like the JPP? Tom- Tom Dempsey was a kicker for the New Orleans Saints, but That's... he wasn't your average kicker. Dempsey was born without toes on his right foot and without That's your right. fingers on his right hand. So he kicked he kicked footballs with like like a leather club on his foot. It was nuts. Seems fine, man. He didn't skip leg day, is what I'm saying. Nah, nah, you can't can't do that. Um, but yeah, so Tom Brady, you know, it's, it's going to be like the, uh, he already is, but he's going to be like the Iron Man of the NFL, like one of the greatest players. Mike, will week four Brady going back to Gillette be the most viewed NFL game of all time? Like, will it be the Super Bowl in viewings? What do you think? It's week four. It's Sunday night football, Mike. It's Sunday night, so we all know that we're in for it. But what do you think? I think it could be, like, the biggest regular season game of all time. Or, well, that too. I believe that too. But also, Mike, will it be booed or will it be cheered? Will it be what? Will he be booed or cheered? Oh, I think he'll be cheered. And, Mike, I would hope so. I mean, if if New Englanders got any sense about him, I mean, Mike, he won us six Super Bowls. Okay, it's okay. With that, but they, like people, people put the management into like what actually happened. Like it's a business, dude. Like he just they didn't want to pay him. The Bucks did to pay him. The money he's worth, dude. We underpaid him for twenty years. It's absolutely absurd. I don't know. I don't know why people are really upset about it. Like, 
he he's a businessman. So now he's trying to build a brand. You know where he thought he could build a brand better? Florida. Okay? Not bad. One of the biggest economies we have in our country. Uh, Mike, I promise you, I'll tell you. Dude, Texas, that, or California. You pick one, right? He decided, yeah. to build, he decided to build his brand in California. And I hate Patriots fans were so mad. Now, Mike, I got to get into the way that I fix the NFL. Okay, you want to fix the NFL? All right, so I gotta read. I gotta read this to you about before you fix the NFL. Okay. Uh, so George Blanda, he became a legend, ex- especially among older fans on October twenty fifth of nineteen sixty seven. He threw touchdown passes of nineteen forty three and forty four yards in a thirty one fourteen victory over Pittsburgh. The following week. He kicked a 48-yard field goal with three seconds left to give Oakland a 17-17 tie with Kansas City. George Blanda. Wait, there was nothing after the tie? He just got the tie like midweek? No, uh, hey, man, I was just reading you a couple sentences about, hey, there's a lot more to George Blanda out there, but like people are getting the research. I was just reading some excerpts. So, you know what? I've decided there's a top three. George Blanda, because right? he kicked with no foot. No, no. I, George, Tom Dempsey had no foot. George Blanda, George Blanda is like the GOAT before Brady, pretty much. He, he, George Blanda was like the Mario of the NFL. George Blanda was the most versatile player in the NFL before like guys like Doug Flutie came along. Well, Doug Flutie, you say, and I feel like Mort Anderson is one that we always overlook. Because he was the Atlanta Falcons and everybody's kicker for like literally. Yeah, but Blanda wasn't just a kicker. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about a guy that played like three positions. But yeah, so you know, doing the pod, talking about Blanda. Drafted in nineteen forty nine round round twelve, pick one nineteen. He's he is Brady esque. You know what I mean? Uh so I stand by that. Got a lot of takes left about the open. I still have a lot of fun questions to give to John. Um Something. I think his dog is barking, or like dogs got to pee, which is fine. Okay, so Brady needs like two more seasons. All right, I need I need John to come back. I need to finish up the pod. Where you at, John boy? Jumway. All right, so there's a few things we got to talk about. We got to talk about the Open Championship real quick. Got to talk about the meaning of subpar. Got to talk about third person. We got to talk about solving water crisis. And I got to get out of here in the next half an hour. So what it would be.
Hey, John, my guy. My guy. Listen, we have a lot to talk about about this open championship, Mike. Yeah, John. Uh, let me let me ask you, John. I want you to I want you to think about this. Uh, yes. You know, uh, this is Colts to Takes uh, available wherever podcasts can be heard. Brought to you by Anchor at John J Pat at St underscore Caster. Uh, back to the topic, John. Now. I've been thinking about this, and Ooh. I've been thinking about this a long time. Okay. Oh boy! Uh, it is it, as a golfer now, mm. right? The Open Championship. So subpar has a bad meaning, but mm. in golf, you want to be subpar because being Ooh. subpar is under par, and that's a good thing. So, John, what are we doing here? So, uh, subpar performance. Is that good or is that bad? So, what we're doing here, Mike, is, uh, uh, first of all, you hit on. I was going to give it on to John, but you got me. It's better. Because <laughs> that's, that's confusing, Mike. Very. I, I don't. Now, you hit on that bet that it would be under that cut line, which, again, to the listeners, shows you Mike actually understands golf and does very well at trying the players. Now, Mike, what we did not see coming was, uh, what was it, 31 holes without a bogey from Colin? I, I mean, come on. Dude. In- incredible stuff out of uh, Colin Morikawa uh, has won, you know, two majors in the past couple of years. One was last year at the you know the PGA with no fans this year we got fans back and it's open championship so cements his status as a you know a non Mickey Mouse player and he can he's a go he's a go he's very good he's very he's very young uh he has a lot of promise uh he's a young uh king and he yes. he's he's got a good future he plays for America as well, so that's big for the Ryder Cup. Speed, oh, I was thinking let, about that, Mike. Speedflight won't get away, but Speedflight won't get away. But he moved to seventh in the Ryder Cup. John, what's up? No, I have a question. Okay, because of the Ryder Cup. So is McNamara in already? Like he's Who he's more the cap- Like Colin, Colin's in, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's our. And is he our only Olympic player? I don't know how the Olympics work. Um, I'm I'm not sure who are our two Olympic guys, but you get like two guys in the Olympics. If you're not picking Ricky for the Olympics, Mike, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Ricky Ricky doesn't show up for majors, but you're goddamn right. He shows up for the Olympics. I'm saying, I'm saying, Mike, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, so here's the story. We have Oh yeah, it might be Morikawa. I mean, he's a great representative. I'll give him that. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. List of all 8 golfers representing team USA. So we got four dudes in the in the Olympics, Mike. In the yes. eight people representing the yes. United States. There's four men. There's four women. 
Okay. Let's go. So for the women, it is number four, Jess number four, Jessica Corda. Very good. Number three, Lexi Thompson. Very good. Number two, Danielle Kang. Very good. And she is very good. I Danielle Kang, very good. Dude, what and, are the, what's their handicap is more of what, you know. Well, they gotta be like minus one, all of them at least. Right? Well, they're all scratch golfers, but yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Colin says that the think about handicap, they just think about birdies. Oh well, here we go. This guy fucking rules, Mike. <laughs> Absolutely rules. Uh, number one is Jessica Corda's sister, Nellie Corda. So USA Women's Golf, great, great spot here. No shit. Sure. If if Lexi Thompson's your three spot golfer, that's huge. All right, so for the yeah, we're cooking with gas. Yeah, for for the men, gas, yeah. for the for the men, you have uh, Bryson DeChambeau, which could be, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. He is a very good match play he's, golfer. He's very good. He's very, very good. good. I fucking hate him, but he's very good. Very good. Uh, number three, you have Xander Shoffley. I need to see him win something, Mike. Like I like the guy, but I need to see him win something. For he me. won the you know what I mean? He won the the torch. Mike, major, major, major's a bust. Come on now. Yeah, it's it's major time or bust. You know, uh, and we've done very well this year in majors. We we're, we're three out of four this year picking we, pick we, picks. We've done we've done pretty good. Like you know, it was on a it was sad to kind of it was cool. It was cool to see Colin Morikawa get it done. Honestly, the bet would have been for Colin Morikawa to make the cut because a lot of people were expecting him to not make the cut because it was only the second time he's played yeah, Lynx golf. So he played, And the first time he played it at the British in the Open. It was the first time he played, right? First time plays the Open, wins the Open. So, yeah, that's I mean, crazy. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, Mike, shout Mike, out to him, you know what? especially if you took him to make the cut because I think that is a huge play in tournaments. Mike, I went, I went back. It was plus 8,000 for uh, uh, him to win. And you know what? He hadn't won a bunch. And, Mike, what was our best win this year? It was our goddamn friend, Phil. It was Phil. And you, know, and you know what, Mike? We did it. We called it. We didn't get Colin. But you know what? We're back at, at the Masters. Well, we week. almost had a wire-to-wire champion. And that would have that, that would have cemented uh that would have cemented us as like freaking uh what know, sharks. Shark yeah. like what are they called? Yeah. Sharks, you know? Yeah. We would have like, been some sharks. If I had bet if I had betted my whole you know, whatever I have in money on Phil, I could have retired. Oh, oh, like, you know, like for the on the PGA, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my god, twenty twenty, but eventually we'll, you know, we'll hit on one of these. Like it's like penny stocks, but with so with golf. So we're two, we're two, out, we're three out of four this year, I believe. It's it's both three. It's it's three out of four and like four out of nine overall, or something like that. All right. And because so, so we haven't been doing the golf thing very long, but the positive thing we have going for us now. Is the the cut line okay? The cut line yes. in, yes. in major. I think that is going to be a thing Ooh. for the future. Um, and then individual players to make or miss cuts, I think, is going to be almost more re- yes. rewarding than you know 
putting a, a couple entertainment purposes on different guys, you know? I don't understand if the people who listen to this podcast do not like see Mike's brilliance right here. Like, no, we're instead of betting winners, let's bet cut line. You know what? Because I would have bet a lot of money on Phil missing the cut this week. Why? Because he just won. He doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that would have been the play, but I don't think a, a lot of people expected him to go out and shoot uh, an eighty on the first yeah, day. Like yeah. I, the odds I, were shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of disappointed, but you know, I I really like Phil, so I don't know. I always have like a Phil play, I guess, or like a Ricky Ballard play. Yeah, um, Mike, Mike. There's nobody in my heart I love more. There's two guys, okay. That I want to win one. Okay. They haven't won one and I want them to win. It's Lee Westwood and it's Ricky Fowler. I need I need Westwood to win one, dude. Like that dude might commit suicide if he doesn't win. He's had like he's had like like 20 top tens in 20 years. Like he like this dude is so close. Mike, give me the golf stuff, you know. Give me the golf stats on this guy. Uh, like, West, like, Westwood, man, I think I think the way golf is, um, it's like come, it's like coming and going. You know what I mean? Like for him, for a guy like him, like I think the way it is now, like it's so tough to win, and he's gonna have to win like backing into a win potentially. Like so I, which, I don't know which major, which major you think Lee Westwood? It would have to win. be a, a open championship, but he didn't even play the best in this one, so you know. Royal George. You think he's only Link? Okay, which one does Ricky win? Ricky Ricky wins like the PGA maybe one day. Oh, fuck off, Mike. I'm believing in him and on the Masters. I, I want him to win the Masters. I want him to have the jacket, damn Listen, listen man, I, I, I really think <laughs> I really think John, if John Rahm can somehow get some, like not be the overall favorite to go into the Masters, if he can go in like not the overall favorite, I think he wins the Masters. But, so, so your pick for the Masters, your 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 very early pick for the Masters is John Rahm. To me, right now, nobody's playing better golf overall than John Rahm. Like he plays with such fire yeah. that he can control now. Earlier in his career, he couldn't really control that fire, but now, like he kind of does. Um, nope. and he's been very consistent and or more like more has shown us that no nope. he's, he's a ball striker 31 nope. in a row i mean 31 in a row is yeah, obviously i'm i'm fucking around and trying to be you know devil's advocate here but i gotta tell you mike i gotta go i gotta go speed is speed it's gotta be speed well, Spieth, he needs redemption, Mike. He Spieth needs redemption on so, on so many levels. So many he, levels. Spieth it's going to happen that. at the Masters. It's going to happen at the Masters. And you know what? The kid deserves it. This, I mean, this is what I need. I need. Okay. I, I, this, I need Spieth to, you know, it was tough. It was tough to watch. You know, Spieth, like, kind of, like, missed those putts, especially on Saturday. But, but it wasn't his fault, though. Like, your, your dude was always behind from the beginning. Like, he put himself there. Well, like, yeah, but right? it was also yeah. tough. Like, uh, I think some of the score – I think the scoring was potentially lower than they expected it to be because uh, from what I heard, what listened to from different players, 
they really right. set up the golf course to uh, to be absolutely brutal uh, pin placements and stuff. And really? so yeah, so like if you watch Beef, like yeah, he missed a couple short ones where like it made him three putt. But for the most part, Spieth's lag putting was very, very good. Like, it, it was almost like it was easier to hit. Like, put it, put it, put it this way. Like, if you hit your ball on the green, but you're 30 feet away, right? Uh, yeah. You're on the green. That's great. And then, but you almost would rather be in the rough having a chip from Correct. that same position. Closer, yeah. 15 being, feet versus 30, yeah. Than being on the green because. The, the way the greens were set up, there was so much slope involved. And right where the, the pins were, it would it would be like everything would slope away or something like that. It was – the course was set up um, to a T, you know? And and here's the thing that if I'm Jordan Spieth, right, like he's got the whole winter to think about this until the Masters in April. Although I did love the Masters uh, right after Thanksgiving football. That was awesome last year. I – Honestly, think we could do that and then just have uh, the PGA or the U.S. Open, right? At, you know, in April, or and make the players a major. But like, yeah, it's like but, it's like what do they what do they do? You know, I mean, it's going to be a Ryder Cup year, so they, we have the Ryder Cup in September, right? But, but but like, what do you do? Like, give me give me something in you know November. Give me the Masters or if the azaleas aren't you know fucking blooming or whatever the shit the Masters cares about. Give me give me the the PGA because the PGA doesn't matter. So like, just give me the PGA in like the winter time and just put it in you know California, right? I think I just solved golf, Mike. I really just think I did. Put one major in the winter. That's it. That's all we want. Make the players a real major. And that's the first one we start off with in March. No, no, this is this is what I want for, okay. for golf okay. for golf in the winter because it seems like seems like the, everyone's pretty set. These the golf uh, luminaries, the golf zealots, they're pretty set on the four major thing. And you know, we just put the players back in its like original location. So if they care that much about the players, they care so much about this format. Um, you know. I don't want to mess too much with that, but I will say there needs to be some sort of golf all-star event. Now, this is how you do it. You take Mm. the top 10 guys Mm. and you make them play golf at nighttime. They have courses in like other countries. They have courses in America in random spots where you could play golf under the lights, like a full-fledged golf course, and they got lights. And so, so that's we're doing going like, in the dark when, when we pretty pretty much, but not really. Like you don't need to use a glow golf ball or anything. So when we were kids growing up, Tiger Woods was at the peak of right. his powers. He was coming into it, you know. Uh, right. When early on in his career, a tournament. So a few years back, Rory McIlroy won a U.S. Open when it was basically dark, and everyone marveled because, like, if you watched it on TV. The way the camera is, it doesn't really show you how it's like that. They can change filters and do things where it doesn't really appear as dark as it is, and unless you're there. So, Tiger Woods back in like '97, '98, he played and won a golf tournament where it was pretty much pitch black, bro. So 
uh, and then they had like big floodlights and stuff because they weren't prepared for the for the tournament to be like in the dark these last few holes like Tiger Woods versus somebody. So that's what I want. You know, I want them to bring something like that back under the lights, all star event for you know you know the match the matches for charity. So like you know do do something like that. And you know, have the people bet on it, and it's like 10, 12 guys. Be now, sick. Per, first of all, Mike, I love, I love this. I love the setup. Um, this is wonderful because actually, no, if anybody like, wants the idea, you know, I thought of it. John and I thought of it. Uh, you know, they can come. They the PGA is is you know I'm willing to you know percentage. Oh, you're willing, yeah, you're willing to uh, negotiate, it, obviously, because you fixed the PGA. Like, we've, we've just seen it. I mean, I mean, I think about it. Think about it, bro. Like, they NASCAR races, right? That's all they do. That's the exact how, same part. I'm how, NASCAR how, racing. How do people love racing uh, as much as they do? Like, it's it's a machine. You got the machine, the engines, like, the teams that go yeah, into it. All, yeah. all these things. All these things. What makes racing better? Nighttime, boom. What makes what makes NFL football better? Monday night football. Okay, that right. uh, might even so, have Sunday night football too. Mike. Su- Sunday night football too. What makes baseball better? And you got the night games, seven Sunday night, the sun, yeah. the sunset. Why aren't we doing that with golf? Like we tried to do it with the U.S. Open, okay, because it was in Pebble Beach or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, Tory Pines, whatever the fuck, one of the two, Tory Pines, right? U.S. Open this year. Tory Pines, Tory Pines, yeah, Tory Pines, whatever the fuck it was, and everybody was mad about golfing on prime time. Okay, well, uh, they tried, dude. Like, <laughs> like no, 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 but like the golf, know? the golf at Tory Pines, it was still daylight there. I'm talking, I'm talking, it's night. Oh, so you wanted that night. Yeah, I'm talking I was, about. I was thinking that like you're at night. No, like it's this is like. Yeah, I, I'm thinking this is like a perfect betting event. Like this is a prime time sport, sporting event. Like the match they wanted it to start at five six o'clock to have people watch it. It it bounced off against the finals, right? You don't even you don't even do that. You start even later than that. You start at eight o'clock. You know it, and it's twelve. It's twelve pros. And so there's no, it's no celebs involved. It's pros, mm-hmm. but it's for mm-hmm. charity and you can live bet it. It's one nice. 18, 18 holes. It's on a crazy golf course, but it's at nighttime. Now, we usually get to pick six because they don't want the, you know, the people don't want to hear us both pick 12. So we're going to go one, you, one, me, and that's our team. No countries involved. You just want to pick. The best twelve to play at night. All right, the the all star twelve. Yes. At, not looking at any any rankings or whatever. The twelve That's guys right. that come to our head. Well, number right. one, I gotta go, John Rob. Okay, fair. I'm going with uh, Tiger Woods. Okay, okay, fair, absolutely fair. Uh, then we gotta have uh, we gotta have Phil there. Yeah, you goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so that's three. This is a great list. Brooks. Gotta have Brooks. Gotta have Rory. Oh, yeah, that Rory is your yeah. Your Rory's your, Spieth is my six. All right, we got Spieth six. I want the Open champion there and more Kawa. Mm, okay. Up and coming okay. stud. 
Okay, okay. So I, so Get juicier. I, yeah, so I have Spieth, I have Tiger, and I have. Took so who the fuck did I take after that? This is a, it doesn't well it doesn't matter. So I'll start twelve. We got Ricky. Ricky. We got Ricky there. Ricky. I'm taking Ricky. Ricky. Ricky's got to be there in the All Star. Gotta have Ricky. Gotta have Ricky there at All Star event. Um, and as much as he's the heel, you gotta have uh, you gotta have Bryson there. You know, he's learning. He's Bryson, figuring it out. Speaking of another heel, the mad Just genius Rose. Rose is my next. So I got Brooks. I got Brooks and, and Rose on the same team. Yeah, we like both have one more pick. We have both have one more pick. Hmm, 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 hmm. I want to say, gotta go. You know, we could go an English guy. We could go another American guy. I want to go. I want to go. Man, it's tough. Tough final pick. Final, final pick. pick. All star team. All star team of golf. I was gonna say Justin Thomas, but. I don't. I'll, I will hit you if you say <laughs> that guy's a piece of shit. Well, no, I'm just trying to think of like top golfers right now. I know, I know, I know. Uh, you know, I got, how, I got, how... I got, I got one that's off the, off the, you know, spectrum. Everyday Ernie is going to be my last pick. Ernie else. Okay, yeah. Right. I, was to, I was trying to think. All right, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want Greg Norman. Oh fuck yeah! All right, all right, okay. all right. So that'll yeah. be yeah. that'll We're be the all star group. Done and done. Done and yeah, done. Because you got you have Tiger America. and Phil, and then you yeah, got these Tiger. two guys who can Ernie can definitely still play, and Greg Norman I definitely think we can still play. Dude, I think Tom Watson is the other one that I really wanted to put in with Ernie. Because I bet you Tom Watson could still could still steal. Ooh, in like an alternate shot format, you know. Yeah, it's... dude, he could steal one. Tom Watson could steal one. You know he could. He's he's nice, Mike. I I would like to see that in an all star event. That'd be cool. Uh, I mean, that's definitely how you how you fix it all. <laughs> Mike, so, we just did it. So, John, I got I got to ask you uh, this this one probably my last my last question. Sure. Uh. I think I might have thought of a way to fix fix water. Wait a minute now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now I'm fixing water one dehumidifier at a time. Now, if you know how dehumidifier works, you know it's gonna take the moisture out of the air. It's gonna give you like a bucket of water. Now you take that bucket of water, and you filter that water. What now? What if you like mass produced this and it's like it's like dehumidifier water that you filtered uh, again through like a Brita or something like that, and then bang, we're selling we're selling this dehumidified water. What do you what do you think about that, Mike? I've been. It's funny you bring this up because I've been thinking about. I'm fucking staring at my at my air conditioner right now. My standalone air conditioner in the back here. And I have to fill it with ice and water, cold water, all the time to make it work. So I like I don't know what a dehumidifier does. Like I know it's supposed to suck water out of it, but I feel like I'm always refilling it with water. I don't understand the science behind it. And please, listeners, anybody who's listening to this, tell us how they work because I don't I don't get it. Do you? Um, the air conditioner, not so much, but the dehumidifier, I believe, just takes the moisture out of the air. 
Yeah, but I have to put the I have to put the thing back in the bottom so that it, so that it works. Yeah. Well, yeah. You throw you toss that bad boy with in the there. water. Well, with the water though. You gotta dump the water. Well, I already dumped the water. I filled up new water. You don't need to fill it with water. Well, it's an air conditioner, Mike. Oh, the air conditioner is different. No, no I'm just fucking with you, dude. The uh, air <laughs> yeah. I, I no, thought you were did. talking about the dehumidifier. Dude, I, I, but I honestly, not even joking, I don't understand how a dehumidifier works. So it takes I mean, moisture out things. of the air. You know, if you're an HVAC guy, you know, holler at the pod. Yeah, let please us know. let us know. Let, let us know. Uh, because hey, Mike, I, I, got one I think more I might start I filtering go. some dehumidified water. Mike, you got one more thing I got to talk to you before I get out of here, all right? All right, perfect. This league. Yeah, what, what, what happened? Dude, the refs hate Chris Paul. Scott oh, Foster. yeah, but, I mean, he's the like, flop. He's the flop oh, king of the century. Mike, Mike, we all know that, and we all love him for it. I'm just saying, Scott Foster decided there's we're we're ending the NBA season right now. Uh, Giannis has 50 points, and we're just gonna walk away. It's fine. Chris Paul, sorry, sorry, pal. 13 games in a row that he's played with him as the head ref. He's lost, <laughs> dude. That is so bad. It is. Mike, what did Mike Chris out Paul, from. That's what I'm saying. Like, what did he do to piss off those refs? Like, did he hook up a little of their wives or something? Like, Jesus Christ. You can't go 0-13 with the worst refs. It was one one flop too far, you know. Oh, one flop too far. That's a cool take, Mike. I like yeah. that. I yeah, like that. What, they're, they're, what they're, we do here pulls the tape. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were fucking doubled the shit. You know, but and actually, I do believe that we, you know, like Chris Paul should have uh, NBA championship. He's he's a Hall of Famer. He's very good, but he's the Charles Barkley of our generation right now. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, I marvel that he's still doing it. You know, out of all those guys, the the way he performed for his team in the playoffs, like they almost got done. Suns were a good team. Lots to look forward to. Booker's gonna. Be playing USA basketball is going to be staring down Middleton and Drew now, Holiday. Um, wait, Middleton is from where? USA. Wait, Middleton and Drew Holiday are both on Team USA. USA right? Yeah, they're going yeah, to be yeah, in the yeah. same bus with Devin Booker. Latino. You know, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I'm saying, like they just beat him, and then now Booker is going to have to suffer in it. That's right. Because he's still going to, he's going to has to be hanging out with them. Yeah, hanging like, out with these yeah. dudes. That's like, yeah, gotta be just, so tough, Mike. Right? It's gonna like, be tough, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it, it, USA basketball really needs to show up in the Olympics. Olympics starting, you know, uh, very soon. Very soon, Olympics starting. A lot of sports to be played. Uh, it's Mike, gonna be a fun time. USA basketball needs to show up. Mike, I have a question for you. Do we have Kevin Durant on our USA basketball team? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't Currently, think that's Javel McGee. Kurt, well, obviously we need him. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say that seriously. <laughs> I mean, he, he's we need good. Javel. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I at mean, being, if you're good enough to be in the NBA, Mike, there are 12 players who play for a team, and somebody has to be number 12. And Javel McGee is wonderful, um, and he's also a three-time NBA champion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So he's got um, the experience. But I'm looking at him right now. Right now we have Tatum and Durant on the team. Oh, so, we're good. We're good. So we should at least make the quarters and not lose. See, the thing that people were, like, so pissed about, about losing to Nigeria, I was like, I was like, listen, dude, you're, we're losing to Nigeria on a last-minute shot. They made a three to win the game, at it was tied. The right. fuck, you, you're like, like, Mike, you played basketball. I certainly didn't. So I'm, I'm, I'm a wonderful 5'8". Uh, but, like, somebody hits a three and it's a tie game. You guys play hard. It happens, dude. Like, people were, were really pissing on uh, USA basketball. It's the first time they've ever played together against a team, Nigeria, who has been playing together for quite a while. They lost on the last minute shot. I mean, where's the, where's the bad part in that? Yeah, I don't know. I still think USA is going to roll up. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, we got Tatum, we got Durant. That's gonna be fun to see. We got Drew Holiday, we got Middleton, we got Booker. Like that's pretty I solid mean, team. I don't no, know who no, else is on the team, but that's pretty solid no, team. No, Bam, Bam is on that team. Bam is on the team. I did know that he's gonna be very like USA is in good shape. And, right? we're, we're gonna bring JaVel McGee, Mike. We and we got JaVel, J- you know, bench minutes. You know, I mean, it's here's my problem, Mike. Here's my problem with USA. Spirits team. are good. Call you. You didn't call Carmelo. Yeah, you, you know need what? you need to you, know you need to have Hoodie Mellow with you if we're playing USA and, golf. And you know what, Mike? I'm very upset with that. I'm very, I'm very you have Dame Lillard on the team. You don't you can you know Yeah, how is Mellow not on the squad? Maybe you how is Mellow I mean he's a four time champion and MVP of like three of them or something. Like maybe, he, maybe they didn't want him. He he dude, he has like the most ridiculous like three point percentage from the Olympics. Like more than Jordan, more than Stockton and all those fuckers on the dream team. It's mellow, dude. You want to talk USA championships, you talk mellow. And I'm That's surprised fine. that it was fixed with Javel McGee. God hey. damn it. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Olympics are starting soon, but you know, we'll have more to talk about on you know the next Coles to Takes podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Mike at SD underscore Caster. John, why don't you tell the people where you're at, and we'll be out of here. John J. Pat, Twitter, Instagram, Mike. Love talking to you. Uh, yeah, super yeah. producer. We'll Absolute see you soon. blast tonight, my man. It, and the it, Olympic and the Olympics takes are next, so everybody should look for that. Olympics are going to be fun. You know, uh, they got a lot of sports, a lot of events, uh, a lot of obscure stuff, too. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be cool to see the opening ceremonies. I think the people need it. Uh, we need that positivity. And that's, that's right. just what you get here on the coals to takes. You know, we keep things icy with our takes, but we're spreading the love and we're including everybody and we're happy to do it. Happy to be here. John, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you, man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, all right? See you soon. Love you guys. All right.